Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing on this wonderful Saturday? Crazy, crazy that it is the weekend and it is at the end of my Easter break. School starts back up on Monday, and I'm definitely bittersweet because as excited as I am to get back in the classroom and continue on talking about the sacraments of the church, I also have been very much enjoying a lot of this extra time. I've been doing a lot of reading, as much as the films that I have been watching. I've been watching a ton of movies, so I actually have some some small mini-reviews for a bunch of films that I've, that I've been able to watch recently. I've also been doing a lot of reading, and it was just really nice to be able to spend hours upon hours uh, spending that time reading, and it actually has me very excited for the summer. I think I've mentioned this previously on the show, where sometimes I, I think that... Um, you know, it's it's difficult for me to typically read. You know, I typically will have to listen to audiobooks to really get into a story because my ADD makes it very difficult to actually read the text itself. But I feel like that does change when I'm dealing with nonfiction work, since a lot of it is data and facts and years of which I'm typically pretty interested in. Uh, history is actually a direction that I almost went through uh, in my undergrad, and it's funny because at the time, the reason why I didn't go through and become a history major was because I didn't want to be a teacher, and that's the only job I could really see uh, being possible at the time. So it's kind of amazing how eventually uh, God called me to the vocation of being a, uh, being a teacher and um, how that could have been different had that calling happened at a different time. But of course, as i Honestly, believe all things happen for a reason, and so here we are. But anyway, welcome to episode 238 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast as well, and that reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who is a $5 supporter of the podcast directly over on Anchor.fm. So thank you very much, Toph Morris, for continuing your podcasting support, and if you do listen to this as a podcast, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all those locations, as it definitely helps out a lot. But we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, again, I've seen a ton of movies that have been uh, that have been recommended to me, that have been just films I've been wanting to watch. So we'll talk about that for a little bit, going into just some mini reviews for those. I do plan to have dedicated reviews of those videos up uh, for the channel very very soon. We'll also, of course, be talking tonight about the fact that Top Gun Maverick, which, as you all know, is my most anticipated movie of this year, has been delayed once again, as many other films also have been delayed. We'll break down those different delays, and we'll just have some general movie talk and Easter talk because it is indeed still Easter season. So not only do we call today Easter Saturday... We also, of course, prepare for Low Sunday, which is tomorrow. I know that Father is going to be celebrating Divine Mercy Sunday. I'll be celebrating Low Sunday, um, as it is known in the older rite um, of, of the church, which is a reminder of, again, the fact that we have celebrated the resurrection of Christ, but also we need to be aware of our own sins, and we need to be able to... Um, Remind ourselves to never be complacent, to never fall into that that dangerous state of complacency for us to fall back into old habits. And so very, uh, very, very much looking forward uh, to that celebration of the Mass tomorrow. It'll actually be one of the first uh, Masses that I'm not doing the live stream for, so I'll actually be in the congregation, at least for my local church, uh, actually be in the congregation to be able to just to celebrate 
uh, mass as well. It's a, it's a pretty um, it's a pretty awesome awesome thing. Uh, but anyway, I hope everyone is doing swimmingly. We'll have some general movie talk as well. Uh, starting off with my D-Live fam, we got Captain Dean Heiss over there, who's just started off dropping five ice cream donations over on D-Live. So thank you very much, Captain Dean Heiss, for dropping off those ice creams very early on in the stream. I appreciate it. Also, Charles Patterson, thank you for becoming a member on the YouTube channel at the Citizen of Asgardian level. I appreciate that very much. And yes, I don't think I'm going to fix that spelling issue. Let's say hello to some people in the chat. We got Bryant Barth, who was here at 550. Uh, Dean J was here early. Evan S was here early as well. Hail to you. We got Snorta Poop is Cuber, who says, Hello, humans and other quitters of the chat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We, of course, got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. Uh, sorry I was not able to uh, join the chat this morning on your channel. Uh, looked like a lot of fun. I was able to look at the stream a couple of times, drop a like, um, but I was not able to actually join the stream itself. Just had some stuff going on with, you know, just spending time with family. All right, we got Andrew Hoyle. Andrew Hoyle, by the way, shout out to you, good sir. Uh, he sent me some goodies from the UK. Got them earlier this week. I shared the picture of it on social media, but I do still have that photo up somewhere, and I'm sure I have to go through a ton of photos of um, both my son, uh, baby Thor, and also, uh, you know, the puppies as well. But anyway, here's just just all the good stuff. You may not be able to actually see the names of the stuff. Look at all that good, sweet goodness from the UK. Uh, he sent me some wine gums, which I'm not a big fan of gummy candy, so that's actually the only thing in there where I had no real desire to try, uh, but still thank you for sending that. Uh, we got some penguins here, which I've been told is essentially the UK's equivalent of Tim Tams. Uh, a lion bar, which right now the lion bar was the best. Because uh, there was some caramel in there, and it was just caramel chocolatey goodness, and it was fantastic. Uh, also, there were a couple of Aero bars. I've had one of those. Fantastic. Really weird how they have those little bubbles in there, but the chocolate is still mm, so very, very good. Uh, I had the Flake bar as well, though I think it was it must have had a crack in it, or it must have been older. Because you know when chocolate gets, you know, when a chocolate bar gets old, it gets that weird like crustiness around it. It had that. It still tasted really good because it was still chocolate. Um, but so far, that's been the only one that has not really held up all that well. Um, let's see here. I don't think... That's another arrow bar. Tried a bit of the Double Decker, which was pretty good as well. The Crunchy tried a little bit. Uh, the Honeycomb... I think it's a Honeycomb that's a part of that, uh, the Crunchy bar. And it's it's good, but it does... It's a kind of a weird flavor. It's a weird flavoring. So it's like, I'll eat it, but... I think I'd rather eat the other ones first. He sent me some hobnobs, which actually have been my wife's favorite so far because it's not as sweet. And also, they're just really delicious and really good. And then some Jaffa cakes, uh, which also I like, but it's that oranginess aftertaste to it that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, but in general, I'm enjoying trying all these different candies and these different snacks from the UK. So thank you and shout out to Andrew Hoyle for sending me those. I appreciate it. 
All right, not another dime. Thank you for the $10 super chats early on. He says, is your computer better than Gary's? Seems like it is. Have some dimes. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, I don't know exactly what his computer setup is because I built mine uh, early on about a couple years ago on the channel. We had been live on the channel for about a year, roughly a year or so, when when I was able to raise some money to be able to actually build a legit PC to be able to actually handle the streams better, to be able to edit things much more quickly, and to do a little bit of light gaming, because I had more time to do light gaming at that time. And um, it was a process, and man, oh man, it was not a fun process. Anyone who's been with the channel for a while remembers that video, which I'm sure is still up, and you can find it somewhere. Um, But with that being said, it hasn't had any issues since that initial time. So, yeah, I think the big issue happened because... Gary had unplugged it, brought it on the road with him, and when it comes to a made desktop computer, especially he had liquid cooling, he may have built it himself, or someone built it for him. Either way, it sounds like it was one where the components could have easily been knocked around, uh, especially if they were sitting in the back of a car. So what my guess is, is that something got knocked loose and was causing some issues. I think Um, I know Comics Division was going to talk to him a little bit after to try and figure it out. It could have been like just a RAM stick, just not being fully seated, and that could cause the issue. And typically, that's what the issue is caused by, as that was my experience early on when we were having some computer issues ourselves. But anyway, not on a dime. Thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Orange Eye Reviews, what's going on? He says, Hail Odin, I do wonder about the delay. Is it is it Koof fear of failure or something else? I do tire of Hollywood cowardice. Yeah, they didn't give us a lot of details, at least in the report that I have. And I'll go ahead and I guess I can pull up that report right now since we're still pretty early on in the actual stream. I don't know why it's open up on that window, but hey, there's the chat. Um, but let's go ahead and look into this article here. As it says, Top Gun Maverick, Mission Impossible 7, among latest Paramount delays. And it all it says is that the films have been shifted around 10 total movies. Uh, and here is the actual list themselves. So Snake Eyes um, was set to open October 22nd. That actually got moved up. So, um, yeah, really when it comes to delays, it could be for a couple of reasons. It could be because of production. So there very well could be some production issues going on, but it could also be box office fear. As you said, I think it could also be fear of them not being able to make box office money. Though, I think after this weekend, especially if uh, Godzilla vs. Kong does as well internationally this weekend as it might, there's no guarantee of it yet, but as it might, uh, it might show you that, hey, guess what? You can indeed make a movie that's based in, at least as far as, the main release based in the United States also released on HBO Max at the same time and released internationally as well and have a financially successful movie. But I mentioned this in my box office breakdown. I hope people realize that the vast majority of the money, it's it's almost made around $300 million, about 120 to 150 So almost half of that money has come from China alone. And as we all know, not all Western films play well in China There's a lot of questions as far as why certain films do well, why certain films don't do well in China. There's questions about, of course, the deals that are made between studios and the Chinese Communist Party that runs the country. I mentioned this as well, that China gets around 75% or so of any money that's made at those theaters, and the studio only gets about 25% back. 
So taking those things into account, yeah, in the case of Godzilla vs. Kong, again, it's, it seems to be making a lot of money, but it's making the most money in an area where it's going to get the least return percentage-wise. Other movies may not do as well in that region, and so even if they do make a mass amount of money with a low percentage return, if the other countries aren't performing, right? So, so if the United States, for instance, is not back up to where it was, if other countries that typically would add on to these other international totals aren't where they were either, then it all comes down to then how well a film will do in China to determine whether or not the film will be successful or not. And some studios might be looking at that to say, ah, I'm not willing to bank on that quite yet. So I think that Godzilla vs. Kong might be the standard as far as whether we see a lot of, of more delays going on in the future. I would say more so probably Black Widow. I think there's a lot more reason for Black Widow to be more of like a typical release. Because Godzilla vs. Kong remembers also giant kaiju fighting, which plays very well in the Asian marketplace. Whereas Black Widow, yeah, it's, it's a Marvel movie. And yeah, those films tend to play pretty well everywhere, but not nearly as well in the Asian market as a kaiju fighting movie would. But even that's not always the rule either, because if you go back... For instance, to Godzilla King of the Monsters, that movie was not a major financial success. And I think a lot of that was because I think it underperformed uh, in all parts of the world, not just the Asian market there. But um, it'll be interesting to see how these movies play out. But anyway, so Snake Eyes got moved up uh, into earlier in the year into the summer, which tells me for that film, they don't have a lot of confidence in it. They didn't think the movies were going to make a lot of money anyway. And so they figure, hey, this can be our test because maybe they put the least amount of money in that movie compared to the others that are being released as far as... And then, again, the others might also be dealing with issues when it comes to where they are in their production as well. Like, for instance, Jackass, that would be kind of a no-brainer for them to release early on. It would make sense, though, for them to not release it if they were having some issues finishing up production on it. Uh, But the big one that we're going to talk about, of course, is Top Gun Maverick, which was previously pushed to July 2nd of 2021. So just remember that a lot of these movies have already been pushed back a year at least already. Now it looks like we're going to have these pushed back even another year on top of that, which again makes Odin a very, very sad panda. So pushed from July 2nd of 2021 to now be released November of 2021. So at least it's still coming out this year. But man, from a film that was going to be my most anticipated film of last year, now of this year, it's starting to get to the point where it's like, okay, you're starting to make me not be as excited. This is this is what happened and what is happening and what I believe will continue to happen with films, for instance, like Black Widow. I think that film also has been pushed back so long also is coming out post-Endgame, of which a lot of people, I imagine, will have checked out from the MCU because of. And then you also add into the fact that this story about Black Widow should have been told five-plus years ago. And so you have another group of people that are probably just like, okay, you're just a little too late on the trigger on this one. But anyway, uh, so that was a film, Taka Maverick. Very sad to hear that got pushed back to November of this year. Mission Impossible 7, one that I know a lot of people are looking forward to. It is definitely on my top movies to see this year, uh, but that's now been pushed to May of 2022. That is definitely production issues uh, based on what we saw uh, with the video of Tom Cruise yelling. It seems like because of COVID restrictions, they're having issues getting things done on time. So that makes sense to me that it would have been pushed back for that reason and not much else. Uh, there is apparently a untitled Star Trek movie 
that is going to be coming out in 2023. So that was simply announced. Uh, Mission Impossible 8, which was scheduled for November 4th of 2022, is now 2023. Interesting that we'll have a Mission Impossible essentially every year. Um, And then the one that actually caught my interest was an untitled Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski movie. And I actually do like that combination. November of uh, 2023 will be when that film comes out. So, yeah, pretty interesting stuff to say the least. And we'll go ahead and get back into the chat. But first, let's take care of a brand new Sessa Super Chat who from, from Dean J. What's going on, Dean J? Dean J for the $5 Super Chat says, To tell you the movie I'm hyped for, I'll give you the phrase, Get over here! Yes, I am also hyped for Mortal Kombat. It's one of the few films left to come out this year, um, at least in the near future, that I'm hyped for. And I, I hope it doesn't disappoint. I know some people are kind of miffed at the fact that Johnny Cage isn't in the film. For me, it's like I didn't grow up really with the lore of the games. I played the games a few times. Of course, watched the the 90s film, which was campy and hilarious, right? And then, of course, the ones that came after were just not good at all. But you could watch them and, and laugh at how bad they are. I'm not an expert on the mythos, however. So for me, for Johnny Cage not being in there, yeah, it's kind of weird because he's typically in the other things that I have seen or played. But to me, it's not as big of a deal. It definitely is a subjective point of view for my for my position, though. All right, who else is here? We got Stephanie B. What's going on, Stephanie B? She is one of my Valks. She is the captain of my Valks. Uh, sort of poop is Cuber. Says, feeling bittersweet and mellow tonight. I just finished listening to the Lord of the Rings audiobook. Frodo is on his way to the West, and Samwise is home again. It sounds like a beautiful night. Super Anime Gamer says, Hail, what is up, my dude? What's going on, Super? Dad Man Walking says, Hail, hail all, hail to the great and powerful Odin. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tina will be joining us shortly, I I am quite sure. Uh, Bifford the Hobbits is here. We got Mr. Roy. What is going on, Mr. Roy? Glad to have you back in the chat. Uh, Pat S., who's a member, hail to you. Glad to have you back. Golden Ration is here. What's going on? Keck44 in the chat as well. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Uh, Bifford the Hobbit Tannen says, Would you have a live stream intervention with John Campia to talk about his shilling? I just don't think... I would be able to have a civil conversation with him, to be perfectly honest. I, I just think he's he he's such a shill, and he's to me he comes across as being so full of himself. I don't think we'd be able to have a good conversation. Just being honest about that. Uh, Thursday Warrior, what's going on? He says good evening all. Uh, James Dashier, what's going on, James? Uh, Pat S says, dude, I'm tapping out of Friday Night Tights every week. The wait to start gets longer, and there is always so many issues that could be taken care of before the show starts. Well, here's the thing, Pat S. Uh, Gary is the one who is running all the stuff. All the stuff. He, he's getting all that stuff set up. Now, we, we do now have X-Ray Girl, who is amazing, who's helping with production, but they're in different locations. So... She can only do so much. For her, it's really getting uh, links ready. For her, you know, it's getting all of the sheets together, following up on Super Chats, making sure Super Chats are being read and putting those into a document and things like that. So all of those, right, all of those things she's being able to take care of. But Gary is the one who is making the thumbnail, creating the event, is 
was doing a very complicated uh, system of having obviously all of us on StreamYards streaming that through OBS and that is as someone who's had to deal with stuff like that before that can get very very complicated especially from an audio standpoint so I understand that there's a lot of frustration there but I will say this much it's not something that's completely Gary's fault it's not like Gary is is not planning ahead keep in mind that when that show is getting going like when that show is getting ready about an hour or so before he said I'm getting set up so it takes him about an hour or so just to get everything set up in the right way so that the show can go on without fault. The sad thing is is that technology fails us. And sometimes if one little thing is missed, a lot of things go wrong. The big issue yesterday, Pat S, also was completely out of his hands because his computer just randomly crashed. And to go from a PC that is built to handle all the things that it was handling uh, in his original setup to then have to go to a, a, a MacBook to have to then go to a laptop essentially and then have limited functionality about what they can what you can really do with it definitely changes that dynamic. So I, I would definitely say don't tap out on Friday Night Tights. It's still a lot of fun. And once we're up and running... Typically, issues don't happen all that much, and if they do happen, they're usually pretty funny and entertaining. Um, though, again, I can totally understand your frustration with it, but again, uh, that's the reason why I add the, the the Boomer Gary voice every time I can. Uh, Brian Bartag says, John Williams versus Ennio Morcone, they're both good. Um, yeah, that was the poll uh, that I had for today, which... Some people were just like, man, these choices are terrible. Blah, 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 blah. My name's so-and-so, and blah, 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 blah. these choices are awful. These polls are stupid. It's like, you don't got to be here. You can leave. Go away. If you don't like the polls, one, you don't have to answer them. And two, if you don't like them in general, then then you don't have to subscribe. I, I do this for fun. I do this for fun. All you are doing is is just causing a pain in my rear end. And so if you want to stop being an asset. Please stop. And if you don't, well, then again, that's why I have things like the hide button. <laughs> because if you if if the only thing that you contribute is being an asset in the comment section, then then that's not you know that's not adding like legit constructive criticism or having a conversation. That's just you being an asset. Um, but anyway, I thought it was actually a really good poll because Ennio Morricone is an iconic composer. However, John Williams' name is known a lot more, and I think that a lot of people have more favorite scores from John Williams than they have for Ennio Morricone, but I made that poll because I know that there are going to be people out there who are snobs for when it comes to composing, who are going to say Ennio Morricone had, was just a, a more talented um, composer. And I think an argument can be made there in certain ways. And, and I'll base that off of a movie that I was actually finally able to watch. If you have never seen the movie Untouchables, I think it's back from the 1980s. It's the one that has Robert De Niro um, playing a gangster. If you have never seen that movie, highly recommend it. I gave it an A-. It is a solid movie, great direction, great acting. But the hallmark of the entire movie... The absolute hallmark of the movie is without a doubt the score by Ennio Morricone. 
So I would recommend listen to the score to that movie and just how distinct and innovative it is. And then I would say go ahead and watch, if you've not already, The Hateful Eight and listen to that score. And to me, those two scores just show the immense range and talent that Ennio Morricone has. Now, don't get me wrong. I love John Williams' scores. Big fan. As I've said, my favorite of his is actually Hook, which is an odd choice, I know. A lot of other people would say, why wouldn't it be Star Wars or one of the other amazing movies that he's done? But for me, Hook has a special place in my childhood, and there's just something magical about that score that I love so very much. Um, but anyway, yeah, so for the people out there who were like, that was a dumb poll, and also the fact that 85% or so of the people were choosing John Williams, it's like, come on. I mean, come on. Just, just, just because you know the name doesn't mean that you have to choose that person. I mean, again, just, just go into, hey, um, what do, else do I know this person from? Or at the very least, be like, you know what, let me, let, let me try and find some of the movies and compare them and take an honest assessment. I'm not saying you're wrong if you chose John Williams. I'm just saying a lot of people, again, if there's one pet peeve of mine, for the people, whenever I make these polls, who post, uh, you, why didn't you list this person and this person and this person? It's like, because I wasn't asking that question. I was asking about these two individuals. In the previous poll for ba- best bad movies, I was saying, out of this set of best bad movies, which do you think is the best? But still, doesn't stop people. Because even even if I put in the poll, out of those listed, people will still put, um, it's actually this and this and this. It's like, no, 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 no. Out of the ones listed, which one do you think is the best and why? If you want to leave a why, that's what the comment section is for. Part of me is like, do, do, I just, do I just need to start deleting the comments of people that are going to be asshats about it? It's like, come on, get over it. Anyway. Uh, James, thank you for the dollar donation by Streamlabs, says, Hey, Odin, hope you're doing well. Do you think the term movie star is dead to sell a movie? I think the term has been dead since the early 2000s. Thoughts? Um, the term movie star is still relevant because there is still absolutely a paparazzi culture. There is still um, magazines that are being sold. Um, there are still people that are deeply invested in the lives of celebrities. So that is still there. As far as what you said about movie stars selling movies, I, I think that is mostly a dead concept. I think there are very few exceptions to that. Um, But I think that in the end, it's not the star. I think it's the property. I think certain properties with certain stars attached can potentially lead to, um, can potentially lead to financial success, but it is not a guarantee. It is not a guarantee. Uh, Anyway, we got another super chat coming in from window liquor. (laughs) Thank you very much for the super chat. Says, hey, Odin, just want to let you know that I love it when you cover for Gary's messes. You really turn the mistake into positive, funny moments. I love it. God bless you, brother. Well, God bless you, Window Liquor. Thank you uh, for the super chat. And yeah, it's so funny because most people, I think, enjoy the old man Gary voice. That sounds a lot like Master Roshi, if you think about it. And then there's like always a couple of people who are just like, ugh. I don't like this, or, oh, this is silly, and, oh, I can't take it, and, oh, no. And I just laugh at those people, because I'm just like, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it because it's funny, to me at least, and it's funny to some people in the chat. And so if it's funny to me and it's funny to other people, then, hey, I'm going to keep on doing it. 
I'm going to keep on doing it. But Window Licker, thank you. I love doing the old man Gary voice. It's a lot of fun. One of the best compliments I had was when I came back, I was, I got a lot of people saying to me, man, missed your old man Gary voice last week. And I was like, thank you. That means a lot. You know, there's not a lot of episodes, especially the more recent ones, we've been covering topics that I just don't have a lot to say about. I just don't have a lot to add to the discussion. And so I like to sit back, watch the chat, interact with the chat. It's kind of like what I like to do. And then every now and then I'll try and add some stuff in. But at the very least, I know that I'm guaranteed at least, you know, a dozen moments where I could potentially use the old man Gary voice. And typically it turns out to be maybe one to three times on average, I would say. And it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. And that's the reason why I do it. And I appreciate people like Window Licker who enjoy that. So thank you. All right, Orange Hat Reviews, thank you for the $20. That's a super chat. Thank you, Orange Hat Reviews. Very, very generous. Good, sir. He says, honestly, I love John Williams' work. He puts a lot of thought and passion into his music. His scores draws into a person's emotions. His jaw score was a psychological masterpiece in a nerves yet draws you in. No, dude, I, I totally agree. Again, I am not going after John Williams at all. I, I am I chose him in this poll for a reason. Because in my head, John Williams and Ennio Morricone are two of the best in the business. You know, obviously, rest in peace, uh, Ennio Morricone. But at the same time, I recognize that their scores were very different. They had very different styles. They had very different focus, focal points. One can definitely argue that John Williams has many more uh, memorable scores than Ennio Morricone does, but that always that isn't always the story, and, and that's the reason why I wanted to put the poll up was because I wanted to see exactly what kind of division would be there. Would it be like what we see now, eighty five percent or so for John Williams, like a huge majority for John Williams, or could it be closer? Right? Could it actually uh, be be closer at the end of the day? So I don't know. It is interesting to see, though. It is interesting to see how all that stuff typically uh, works. All right. Let's see. Let's say hello to some people over on DLive. Uh, Daniel Thorne says, Yay, singing Odin while I need my Top Gun 2. I agree. Phonemo in the chat. Camden High says, Good evening. Uh, and then Ali Perkin uh, is hosting the stream. So, appreciate that. Though something tells me that you did that to try and see if that could get you into the chat because you do have to be a follower for about an hour before you can leave a comment. And let me just say, it has made life on DLive so much more bearable. So much more bearable. Not having the random trolls come in, especially the random Turkish trolls come in. It's been nice. It's definitely been nice. It's harder for newer people because they have to literally be a member for an hour, or rather a subscriber, no, not a subscriber, a follower for an hour before they can actually comment. But it definitely, I think, is, it was for the best. All right. It is now 7 o'clock in the chat, so I'm 30 minutes behind, but this is still some intro stuff going on here. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, you're back at school. My wife still has another week off. Yeah, so we typically have very short Easter break, and then a couple weeks later, we then have an official spring break. But obviously, because of the Rona, they wanted to try and limit the travel as much as possible, and so the compromise was they combined the two, and so we just had essentially a longer Easter break. So we, of course, had Good Friday off, and then we were off all of this week. But then once we get back, we only got five weeks, and then we're at exams, and... 
Then we're at summer, so um, it'll it'll fly by. There's still a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of stuff to talk about. We're actually still watching The Passion of the Christ, and so that's going to be very relevant in the continuing discussion that we're having. Um, you know, we're talking about we're going in, about to go into the Eucharist. We're obviously in the season of Easter as well, and so. All this stuff remains very much relevant. Elizabeth Lyons was a member on the channel. Says, Hail Odin in chat. Hail to you. Glad to have you here. Uh, Jeremy Zakowski in the chat as well. 70B says, Artina is having YouTube issues. Should be back soon. Of course, always on YouTube. Evan S., what's going on, man? And no, I just, I tend to wear this um, every day which is why it's starting to develop holes in it. Golden Ration Tag says, have you heard about the church in Alberta stopped by the government to do mass? Yes. Didn't they like surround it and put like blockades around it? Like they literally stopped people from actually going into the church. It, it's sick. It's sick. I, I feel so much heartbreak for people of faith in Canada because you look to Canada, you look to the UK where these lockdowns have not only been the most severe, but also, because they've been the most severe, the most nonsensical and just ridiculous. And it honestly just makes you so sad. What's even sadder, though, is that you don't see many, if any, of the bishops in Canada, and I can say this as a fact, the vast majority of the bishops in the United States will not stand up to it. They will not stand up to it. They would much rather keep their position their nice, cozy position with Caesar, with the government, than to actually stand up for the sacraments and stand up for the faithful and challenge these nonsensical... Again, even the WHO has said lockdowns are ineffective and should not be done unless it's a last resort, which means unless you have an actual deadly virus that's killing you know millions and millions and millions of people, right? Which is not happening here. Not even close to what's happening here, which again is the why WHO has said no. Please, you know, don't do lockdowns. This is not a time to do the lockdowns, and they're actually much, much more negative. And we've seen the huge negative impact that lockdowns have had, not just on businesses, but on places of worship as well. The Supreme Court, for the fifth time, just this week, for the fifth time, has said that an executive order from California was unconstitutional when dealing with people of faith. And the sick thing is, is that California will write yet another executive order and no one's going to stop them. And that's one of the biggest problems with the Supreme Court. They can make rulings, but who's going to enforce it? It's definitely not going to be the current administration who, despite the president himself calling himself Catholic, has shown himself very much to, to not be. And I don't like challenging people's faith. I really don't. But when you are someone that's going to sit in a position where you're going to defend and promote um, the killing of innocent children, I'm sorry. You can't call yourself a Catholic at that point. You cannot receive the Eucharist at that point. If you think that child murder is acceptable and should be promoted and should be protected and should be given taxpayer dollars, I'm sorry. You can't, you're not a Catholic. At that point, you are not a Catholic. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's kind of crazy that I have to say it. And that a lot of other people aren't saying it, but it's where we are. It's where we are. But yeah, Golden Ration, uh, I did hear about that church. It's sad. It's sick. It's sad. And again, my prayers to uh, the church communities in all of Canada. Uh, there's a podcast I listen to called The Meeting of Catholic. And one of the hosts on there, Kennedy Hall, he is a Canadian. 
and I, I've been listening to some older shows and just hearing him talk about the lockdowns and how his church community was for, for, for much of the time, not allowed to have mass at all. Um, at one point they were only allowed 10 people, which again, it's just, it, it's just so ridiculous. Um, yeah. So my, my only hope that I have from this is that once all this is said and done, the Supreme court gets a lot of lawsuits of a lot of us people suing the governors, suing the mayors, and that they just make it very clear precedent. And they have already at this point with California, again, five times saying, no, 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 you cannot shut down churches. You cannot go like, I love, don't you love, don't you love how a lot of people will come out and say, we need separation of church and state, even though it's really nowhere in the constitution. They'll, they'll cry that all day long until something like this happens. Because then they have no problem with the government coming in telling a faith community how they can worship. So the hypocrisy there, to me, is also damning. But yeah, it's it's frustrating, I tell you. All right. Um, we got a couple super chats, though, to get to. So first, we got a super chat from Dean J. What's going on, Dean J. again? He says, if you haven't already, look up the score to the new Prince Caspian. Composer's name is Harry Gregson Williams. Never heard a score like that before. Prince Caspian, are you talking about from like the uh, the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe series? Um, because that's definitely not new. <laughs> unless, unless this is a show or something. Because um, I honestly, that movie was not very good. That that movie series, the live action series, was not very good in general. So I don't really remember the score all that much. But let me know in the regular chat if that's like a new show or something, and then I can maybe check that out. Uh, James coming in with a two dollar donation via Streamlabs and says, "My favorite film composers are John Williams and James Horner." Uh, yeah, I mean Williams, fantastic. James Horner as well. Again. Any composer I didn't mention in that list, or rather in that binary choice between one or the other, it was not as it was not meant to snub any of these other amazing composers. It was just a hey, I just watched a movie, all right? I just watched The Untouchables that had an Ennio Morricone score, which I love. John Williams is in the news because he'll be coming back to do Indiana Jones Five, which of course I know there's tons of stuff, other stuff going on with that story. But those why that's why the two names were in my head. And so I'm like, oh, I wonder who people think is better between these two. But yeah, both of those solid choices, James. All right, back into the YouTube chats. Again, definitely falling further behind than usual. Just another red shirt. What's going on? The cheese factor. What's going on as well? Uh, Alan Whalen um, didn't spell Odin question correctly, but I do see it there. So I will answer. He says, how long can these studios keep financially supporting withholding these movies with regards to advertising and promotions, etc.? Based on what they've been doing, it seems exponentially, which makes you question the validity of their numbers. It, it makes you ask the question, where are they getting this money from? Right. They, they've already fronted up so much money. They're having to put more money up to further the promotional campaigns and to do edits. And I'm assuming that they also technically have to pay certain people a certain salary up until the release date as well. I don't know how that all, all that works on the higher end of things. Um, but yeah, I would imagine that it, it, it is adding up to a lot of money, but will they report it? Probably not, which is a sad thing. 
Thursday's Warrior says, I've found facts problematic. They don't respect my truth. There it is. The whole my truth, your truth. Gmonkey76, how is it going on? Robert Mobley, what's going on? Eric Jouette, who's a member on the channel, hail to you. Soul Assassin here, fading in, as he says. Hail, hail, hail. Um, let us see. Who else is here? Pat S says, you could be a roving theologian. We'll study for room and board. Oh, you mean like a roaming theologian? Is that what you meant to say? <laughs> I will say that um, I'm definitely falling further and further in love with uh, theology itself. Uh, as I said, I've been reading a lot of books, and all of them have been nonfiction theo- the- theological works. As I said, I read that brilliant, very, very short work from Father Chad Ripperger about um, the binding, uh, the the binding that tradition has on uh, on Catholicism. You know, tradition is not something that can just randomly change. Uh, and he goes all into those details. I just finished also the work by Timothy S. Flanders, which is an introduction to the Holy Bible for traditional Catholics. Again, another fantastic work. I'm several pages into a work by Dr. Taylor Marshall, who I'm a big fan of, uh, Infiltration, which is cool, not, is really cool, not only because of his thought about how the church has been infiltrated throughout history, but also because he goes through a lot of different historical events. So he went through all of the key events for Our Lady of Fatima. He went for the key events to Our Lady of La Salette. And he, he's going through a lot of things that I had either, either never heard of before or things that I, I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge on. So, uh, Captain J-Rod, the beer guru over on D-Live. Captain J-Rod, you need to go to Subscribestar. You need to go to the post section because you were the other winner. I just talked to Fast Reaction was the last winner, and his 10 Commandments 4K arrived just the other day. But you were the winner of the 4K giveaway. So go back to that post, read the details, follow the instructions in the comments, and uh, contact me, so that way I can send you your your prize, good sir. Um, it's one of the only issues I might I might very soon ask all of my subscribe star members who like to enter into the giveaways to have to move over to to to, to Discord. And the only reason why is because this has happened a few times where people have won on subscribe star and then haven't gotten back to me, which is not y'all's fault, by the way. But anyway. Uh, Phonemo says, wait, Indiana Jones is still happening. Phonemo, yes, it is. And not only is it happening, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is famous for her show Fleabag on Amazon Prime, and also is known as the voice of L337, among other things. She has been confirmed to be co-starring with Harrison Ford. So uh, the wokeness is coming. Uh, Father Christopher Miller, is a member, says, Odin celebrating Low Sunday, not fulfilling the commands of Jesus to St. Faustina. Shame, shame. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, remember, also, when it comes to apparitions, we are not bound by apparitions. They are not a part of the deposit of faith, which I know that you know this, Father. And also, I actually do very much like the Divine Mercy Chaplet. I have no nothing wrong with Divine Mercy Sunday or the Divine Mercy Chaplet, personally. Um, but I am again, a traditional guy and I like the concept of low Sunday. So guess what I can do? I can celebrate low Sunday with the understanding of what low Sunday is and still also be able to pray the divine mercy chaplet, which is something that people typically pray, uh, you know, several days. Anyway, just going to put that out there, father. 
he is the chaplain of the channel, though, so sometimes he'll, he'll come in with, with those kinds of things. All right, the chat is about to jump on me like it always does. Tina B, uh, thank you for being here. Glad that the YouTube started working for you. It looks like some comments may have been skipped. As I said, I was around 7 p.m. in the chat. Now it's around 7.21. Uh, so if you left a comment in those first 20 minutes and you've left or you haven't heard the comment, you might want to come back um, and, and post again. If you've left at any time, though, I would say please don't... Uh, Please don't uh, post again. But anyway, uh, DLAP fam, Phonemo says, so Indiana Jones should be retitled Indiana Woke and Temple of Whammons? Yes, probably. All right, and then Captain Heist says, Subscribestar does have a habit of not sending out notifications. Yes, Captain Heist, and that is another reason why. Because unless you're checking every single day, which I guess I always just presumed that anyone who entered into a giveaway would be checking it like at least once a day or so just to see what was going on. Um, but since that didn't happen, I, I, I'm definitely considering. So be on the lookout for that, my Subscribestar peeps who are at those levels for the giveaways. I'm probably going to either be sending y'all a DM over there or I'll just be posting the link for y'all. And what it'll be is a link to the Discord. You join the Discord. Make sure the name that you choose on the Discord is at least somewhat similar to your name on Subscribestar. And then I'll be able to give you the proper role. And then on my Discord channel, there's a dedicated section to the giveaways. Discord is a much better way of getting notified. And also there's a DM service through that that also works very well. Whereas a Subscribestar one, one, doesn't work all that well. And two, I don't really trust it all that much. I trust Discord because Discord is a well-known entity. And so obviously could things happen? Could hacks happen? Yeah, sure. Uh, but the chances are a lot less likely. And I always allow people to to email me information, especially if I need to send something your way. But anyway, uh, J-Rod the Beer Guru, check out uh, Subscribestar. But yeah, any Subscribestar members who are at that giveaway level, be on the lookout for that coming soon, most likely. All right, over on YouTube, Snortapoopus Cuber says, I usually drown in the scroll of Friday Night Tights, but it's a good time. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's why if you like to scroll up for a second, it it stops it, and then you can like if you have direct conversations with people, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, James, thank you for another dollar donation. Appreciate it, man. Says I got all the Rambo films on 4K. Are you a fan or not? Uh, I do like Rambo. I actually got the 4K collector's edition set. It was sent to me. Uh, again, shout out to Lionsgate, I believe uh, Lionsgate for sending that my way. And I've seen the first two Rambo movies. I still need to watch the rest. But in general, yeah, I, I enjoy them for what they are. I think the first one is actually a really good movie. Deals very well with that subject of PTSD. And obviously it deals with, you know, the fact that it's PTSD from the Vietnam War. And yeah, I actually thoroughly enjoy it for that reason. Uh, Pat S says, okay, out of respect for you, uh, FNT, that is. That is a responsible excuse. <laughs> well, thank you, Pat S. Yeah, and again, that was a very rare situation. Again, n normally, that is not what happens. Normally, we start a little late. Um, and that's why I try and jump in the chat when I can to let people know when we're likely to start. You know, try and giving some estimates from behind the scenes as best as I possibly can. Um so at least, you know, if you, if you need to go make some dinner or something, that you'll know, okay, I have enough time. Um, also, always remember that if you come in late, 
you can, I think the way that it's set up is you can go back in time and then you can uh, watch what you've missed and then put it on like 1.5 speed and then you can catch up. So there's always that as well. Uh, Robert Perrin says, is Star Wars Explained a shill site or an honest one? I don't know enough about Star Wars Explained to be able to say. I, is, isn't that the site that, that Jeremy has beef with? Um, I've never dealt with them personally, but I, I think that's the one that um, that Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers has issues with. Uh, Jonah Hex in the chat. What's going on? Uh, Feta Gator in the chat as well. Jim McCobb. What's going on? How is it going? Eric Duet says, can anyone actually follow the chat on Friday Night Tights? Scrolls by way too fast for, for me even to follow. I can, uh, but again, always remember, you can stop the chat. If you just scroll up, you can read those comments. So it, it does allow you to follow the chat in that way. Uh, let's jump over to DLive because, man, oh man, look at that. We got Captain J-Rod, the beer guru, dropping a ninja guinea hua. A ninja guinea, which is 1,000 lemons in the cryptocurrency hosted over on DLive. Thank you very much, J-Rod, the beer guru, for the ninja guinea donation. You're always so kind. You're always so generous. So I very much appreciate it. And yeah, make sure you contact me so that way we can get you set up with your winnings. Thank you again, Captain J-Rod, the beer guru. He says, I was once an adventurer until I took an arrow to the knee from Odin. (laughs) I didn't mean to hit you in the knees, good sir. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, we do have got a couple people now following, uh, but they can't actually leave a comment until they've followed for an hour. So, there's always that. All right, back over to YouTube. Snort of Poopus says, I like Williams and Morricone usually. Goldsmith was always my number one, and Horner could do could be good too, but included to repeat himself. Ah, gotcha. Dean J says, Honestly, I don't know who Ennio Morricone is. John Williams is a big influence as I was a kid. What other movies would I recognize Ennio from? Love finding composers. I had just mentioned those earlier as far as like the big ones. Uh, people always mention things like The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Uh, but for me, I look to his more modern work. And uh, so I would look to, again, Untouchables. Amazing score. But more recently than that, I would go to the amazing score he did for The Hateful Eight. Man, it's such a good score. So good. Zachariah 315 what's going on, good sir? It's been a while. Charles, Pat- uh, Charles Peterson says, Thomas Newman's great. I agree. Another great composer. Not Another Dime says Henry Mancini for pre-Williams movies. Interesting. Thirsty Warrior says, I see that Scorsese is in pre-production of a movie based on the book Killers of the Flower Moon about the murder of Osage Indians in Oklahoma for their oil rights. De Niro and DiCaprio, yay. Yeah, despite the fact that that De Niro is an ass and that DiCaprio is a hypocrite, um, I still enjoy watching them on screen, and I love Scorsese. I think Scorsese is still is still great, still great at his at his job. I didn't love his more recent movie. I definitely was not a, a big fan of it, but he still does good work. I go back to Silence. Silence was such a great film and so underrated. I think it came out what 2017, 2018. Andrew Garfield is in it, does an, a fantastic job. 
Um, you also have, uh, oh, what's his name? I, I'm always going to just know him as, as Kylo Ren. But anyway, Kylo Ren was in the movie as well. And he also did a pretty good job. Laura says, Odin hates redundancies. Sassy asshats are no context. Yes, absolutely. No doubt. Evan S. says, In The Untouchables, Kevin Costner, wife in the movie, is saying her prayers before bed. You don't see that much these days. No, you don't. Also, here is one thing I noticed that I thought was interesting. They also were listening to the radio broadcast of Amos and Andy. And for those that don't know, the radio version, the radio version of Amos and Andy was two white voice actors who were pretending to be black. Um, so definitely a very controversial show. Eventually it was a TV show, which actually was very revolutionary for African-Americans because they were leads and, and they were being shown having regular jobs. And that was very big. That was very new uh, for TV. And yet Amos and Andy at the TV show is still vilified and destroyed to the point where you can only buy it. Uh, from bootleg versions because they've just totally wiped it out of the map even though there is a huge you know we can have the discussion about the minutia of the show and about the characterizations and everything like that we can have a discussion about that but no one can deny the historical relevancy of that show for when it came out at the time the radio broadcast a little bit different uh obviously we could always say well it was a different time in history but even if it's a different time in history that was not okay even for that time. But it was interesting that they had a segment where you could actually hear a radio broadcast. I'm assuming it was an authentic broadcast, too. Uh, I know it was a Brian De Palma film, and so I, I think that he's very known. I think he's known for his attention to detail. Uh, I just found that interesting, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> Dean J dropping a $2 super chat with context. Yes, exactly. Odin needs context 24-7. Andrew Hoyle says, Indiana Jones is my definite score for from John Williams. The Ecstasy of Gold for Maricone. For Morricone. Nice. Very good. Good choices there. Harvey Weinstein, what is going on? Glad to have you here. Pat S. says, when, Mar- when Meghan Markle is president, you guys will see what star power is. <laughs> Oh, God save us if that ever happens. Snort Poopa says, I'm going to practice the boomer voice and use it on my friends. Do it. Do it. Thirteenth Warrior says, sometimes Gary doesn't seem perfectly, uh, particularly chuffed for Odin's old man Gary voice. Yeah, I feel like sometimes he's fine with it and it's funny. I think other times he's like secretly like, I'm not a boomer. How dare you? <laughs> I'm Gen X. How dare you throw me in with those boomers? I think in general, though, he's fine with it. It's funny, though. Uh, the, new, the new number two says, just keep on doing the old man Gary voice. I feel the most of us enjoyed. It's funny. I think that's the general view I get as well. Sandy Q, what's going on? Uh, Thursday the Warrior says, our local pops orchestra does a lot of John Williams. Again, John Williams is no doubt about it. Iconic which is why he was in there. I would also argue that Ennio Morricone is also iconic when you look to the work he's done and how solid it is. Pat S says, Old Man Gary versus the Hulk. That would be interesting. Elizabeth Lyons says, I crack up over your Old Man Gary voice. It's always timed perfectly. Well, it's it's easy to time it when you've got 
a wonderful setup man like Gary. Uh, Jeremy Swig says, you complete me. How's the family? Doing well? Jeremy Swig's family also doing well. Just another red shirt for a $2 Sessa Hooper chat says, have some more context. And $2. Well, thank you. Just another red shirt. I, again, always appreciate more context. Context is the most important thing on this channel. Because if you don't know, I follow I follow 20 to 30 minutes behind. So that's just that's just the way that these things go. <laughs> All righty here. We got Robert Frey in the chat as well. Elizabeth Lyon says, You forgot the best part of the movie, The Untouchable The Untouchables. Thomas Sean Connery. Sean Connery is great in the movie. Don't get me wrong. Sean Connery is fantastic in the movie. He just lets the accent go. He he's just all into it. The introduction to his character when he's, you know, just the beat cop, you know, you know, literally just on his beat was so fantastic. And I love him. He's so great in the movie. But I will say, Ennio Morricone's score, I think, steals the show. Uh, Slice of Neon says, Any nostalgia for Full House? My family loves it. Best family sitcom, in my honest opinion. Best all-round, still dad's army. Um, my We watched it like as kids. Like My siblings watched it. Parents never really got into it. I was That was a little bit before my time. So my older brother and older sister, who are three and six years older than me, respectfully, they, um, they enjoy it a lot more than I do. So I don't have as much nostalgia because I really didn't watch the show all that much. Elizabeth Lyons says, less than 35 more days of school. Yeah, uh, my the president of my school sent an email out saying, I think we're at 30 class days, counting, counting exams. Um, which is crazy when you think about it. Thirsty Warrior says, Fewer trolls is a great feature of locals. Pay to play makes a big difference. I agree. There are some issues that I have with locals in general, but I think that if other platforms started to do something similar to what they do, it could definitely make a difference for sure. No, no doubt about it. That's for sure. Um, let us see. Uh, NG1TAV, uh, TEAV, what's going on? Thank you for the $5 Sasasu, but chat says, movie delay equals they have to fix a bad movie. Not true, NG1TEAV. That is not true. Movie delays can happen for a wide variety of reasons, especially now in COVID era. There are even more reasons and more legitimate reasons for a movie to get delayed. But again, the, the two big ones that we will see in this current era that we're in are either one, the film isn't finished on one side, or two, the movie costs so much that they want to ensure it comes out at the best time for it to make the most money possible. That is the mindset of studios right now, is either one, it's not done because of delays because of COVID or two, because so many theaters have been shut down because so few people actually go to the theater now. And because there are so many theaters that have these, again, ridiculous restrictions on spacing, the money is not all there. People are going to talk about, oh, but Godzilla vs. Kong's doing so great. Don't get me wrong. For COVID era time, it's doing fine. For COVID era time, it's doing fine. But some of these movies need to do better than the current COVID-era max, of which right now 
Godzilla vs. Kong has that max. But as I've mentioned previously, we're waiting on these week two numbers to come in. Friday to Friday for Godzilla vs. Kong, by the way, for anyone wondering, 67% drop Friday to Friday. Now, some of that has to do with the fact that typically that first Friday number, they also add in those Thursday matinee showing, or rather those Thursday like uh, first first showing, uh, those Thursday night showings. And so that's why typically it's higher on that first Friday than the second. But still, 67%. So once we actually get in the weekend estimates and know what drop we're seeing week one to week two domestically for Godzilla vs. Kong, and we also get to see how well it's doing in other markets, especially the Asian markets, that'll give us a good idea as far as what legs this movie will have. And I guarantee you every studio, including Paramount, when it comes to Top Gun, is looking at this movie and is looking especially more so at the upcoming at more so at the upcoming movie uh Black Widow. That is I think going to be the key item to them because if Black Widow underperforms because now again Godzilla versus Kong is now the standard for for COVID times. So now everyone's going to be saying how well can Black Widow do in comparison when the main reason why Godzilla vs. Kong did well is because of the Asian market, specifically China, where it made like $150 million or so. All of these things need to be taken into account. It's never as simple as what people say. Uh, Walking 55 thanks for following me over on Twitch. Um, so, once summer starts, Good Morning Asgard will return. So, for anyone that's been following me on Twitch... I do stream on Twitch, but typically it's random game streams, and it's not like your typical game stream. Um, and it usually doesn't even happen. Like, like uh, over the summer, last summer, I, I did one morning show where I just talked, and it was like a regular show. It was a regular uh, you know, one-man low council or whether a regular Welcome to Asgard podcast show. And then there were um, some days where I would like play a game in the background. Most likely this summer because of obviously, you know, having baby Thor in the world now, it probably will only be able to be just the welcome, welcome, you know, rather, sorry, the good morning Asgard show. Um, but that will be returning this summer. Um, and so that is something I will do on Twitch uh, just to keep the Twitch stuff going. <laughs> need to figure out the whole Twitch thing. I would be, I would love to simulcast to Twitch for people that like Twitch. The problem is, is that the partner program over there does not allow you to stream to multiple places, which I understand it, but it's also just downright silly. NG1TAV, thank you for the $5 super sticker. I'll get to it uh, once it turns up in the chat itself. Um, so again, thank you for that. Uh, Captain J-Rod, the beer guru, what's going on? Thank you for the diamond donation. Man, dropping those lemons there. He says, what movie, in your opinion, has the score? Has the score? Did you mean the best score? Um, As I've said this, of all time, okay, because now I have to think outside of John Williams. What movie do I think has the best movie score? You see, the ones I'm thinking of would, would make my comments about Hook a contradiction. Oh, man. I don't have an answer to that one right now. I would have to literally go through all of the famous composers and all of their movies to be able to make that decision. I don't have that right now. Um, Daniel Thorne says, if you could play a score during this stream, what would it be? Um, If I could legally do it? 
It'd probably be a compilation of John Williams. As much as I've been to the defense of Ennio Morricone, it'd probably be a compilation of John Williams scores. Um, Hook would be one for sure. All right. Back over to YouTube. Pat S. Uh, says, The Turks are worse to Odin than they were to Lawrence of Arabia. Well, not really. <laughs> yeah, because the Turks over on DLive, it's all digital uh, versus what happened to <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia. 70B says, you have, Do you have summer school? Um, there's a big question mark there. Uh, there's a chance that some students might have summer school in their future. However, there's still a long time and lots of grades that need to go in. Um, and in addition to that, um, there's a question as to how that works with this school. I have not had that happen yet. I'm sure it will happen at some point. Um, at my old school, there were, there were teachers that dedicated their time to teaching summer school. So they would take all the summer school students and then typically teachers would have to like prep something and say, all right, this is what they need to cover and learn. Um, and wouldn't have to go in if it was their specific student necessarily. Um, all the departments typically had one person who would go in and, and handle it, but or at least people who would generally handle uh, specific students. Um, so I don't know. I don't know at this point. I, I hope not. I don't want to. Let's see. Golden Ration says, lockdowns are still going on in Toronto, but at least we still have masks, even though it's reduced capacity and masks on. Yeah, we have just had our church, and this is in Tennessee, we have just had our church be given permission by the bishop. Again, a lot of our restrictions come more so from the bishop than from the from the local authorities to actually be able to have all the pews accessible and available since now, of course, the CDC says three feet is just fine, um, which has been awesome, but we still have to wear the masks. And since we've obviously seen what happens in some of these churches and some of these houses of worship of God of pastors coming in and kicking out their parishioners and calling the cops on their parishioners, ridiculous stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. I wear the mask to mass out of respect for my pastor, because I actually do have a lot of respect for my pastor and he is doing anything he can in the current state of what we're in. And there's a lot more I could say about that, but uh, just for the sake of my own protection, I will not. Uh, Thursday Warrior says, The church in Alberta is the one where they jailed the pastor for a week or so. They built a fence around the church. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's just insane. Uh, Miss Martin Muses, what's going on? Miss Martin Muses. Thursday Warrior says, John Roberts voted with the libs. What a huge disappointment he has been. Well, John Roberts, yeah. And, and that's why... I also don't like, and I mentioned this in my last video. Um, I finally made a video for the OMB report, by the way. So that's up over on Odyssey, on Minds, and of course on YouTube, on the, on the OMB report channel. But I broke down saying, I hate when we break down the justices as being either conservative or liberal, because those are not proper terms. You have justices who are either a majority originalist mindset, which is that the word of law means something and that we can't just make up whatever we want uh, to, you know, to, to change the things that we want to change, right? We can't be politicians from the bench, essentially, um, which I would call more so progressive members, you know? So basically you have originalist members and then you have progressive members. And John Roberts has shown himself consistently to be a more progressive member of the court. And by progressive, remember what I mean is that he is willing to legislate from the bench. Just go back to his Obamacare decision about the individual mandate when he said 
that, oh, it's a tax, and because it's a tax, it means that they can do it. Even though every single person attached to that bill and attached to the individual mandate made it very clear, no, this is not a tax. Even before, during, and after, they never claimed it to be a tax. Only Chief Justice Roberts thinks for some reason it's a tax. So he was literally willing to change everything, change the wording itself that was never even there to justify its existence. Um, so yeah, he, he, is a, he is a progressive, more so than anything else. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons says, I was yelling at on the University of Notre Dame site for saying they shouldn't be pushing these vaccines created in such an unethical manner. All I got was the Pope said it's okay. Yeah, and that's a big problem. You know, isn't it interesting how in the age of, well, it should be up to your prudential judgment on other moral issues. Like they, they love to talk about prudential judgment and the personal mindset. And they love to talk about just, you know, the accompaniment of people, right? They love using those languages. They love using that term. But when it comes to this, they're like, no, this is black and white. Pope said it was okay. And it's like, I don't care in this instance if the Pope said it's okay. Did the vaccines that are currently available, did they or did they not use aborted fetal tissue in their development? If the answer is yes, and right now, out of all the ones currently in use, the answer is yes, that means that it is immoral to use them from, again, just that very straight standpoint. Now, let me just put it out there. If you are a Catholic and you are concerned about this, if for you, the the Vatican coming out, the USCCB coming out saying it is morally permissible, because it's not morally good. That's the other problem, too. People are saying it's morally good. No, it's morally permissible for you to receive it. If that calms your conscience and and makes you feel like you are okay then to receive hey we are individual persons and at that point you are indeed following a a a a mandate not a mandate uh, you are following a pronouncement from the church and so therefore uh, morally speaking you are not culpable in this instance but because we're also individual persons we also have the ability to make decisions for ourselves we have our own prudential judgment and for me I'm sorry, but until there's a vaccine that has been confirmed to not have had at any point in its development the use, especially with this this new vaccine, because obviously one could argue older vaccines at some point in their time, but now we're so far removed from them, where it's just it's come to the point where it's not even a it's not even really a factor anymore. This is stuff that's brand new, right? This is stuff that's been developed just in the last year or two. That makes it a lot closer to this event to the use of these cells, and so therefore it makes it a, a, a much more uh, weighty in the realm of moral philosophy. But yeah, um, it's it's so funny, though, that the same people that will say, well, the Pope said it was okay, will then go off on other tangents, because, you know, the Pope also had a recent pronouncement about a certain issue, and a lot of them didn't think, oh, but the Pope said it, and therefore I must believe it. They said, I challenge this. So... Rob D says, hello, Odin, this just in Top Gun 2 released straight to Netflix in 2023. Wouldn't that be something? TJ Carr, what's going on? Jeremy Swiggs says, Bible says we would know them by their fruits. It's a fair point to be making. That's for sure. 
Thursday Warrior says, Canada equals lockdowns and curfews. Pat S. says, my mom hasn't left the house in a year. She encourages us to go out and do stuff. We visit her and tell her what we did and show her pictures. It does her mental health a lot of good. Yeah, and again, all of us have the individual choice to do so. The worst thing that can happen is for a government or anyone to come in and say, this is what you have to do. You either can or cannot live your life. It's not the role of the government to tell us these things. Pat S. says, take back the house 2022. And again, to me, it's like, unless it's someone who's actually going to fight, unless it's someone that's actually going to live up to their principles, take it back from what? Give it to whom? Because it's like, okay, let's take it back from this group to give it to this group. And it's like, I'm choosing the lesser of two evils. And that's not a good choice. I, I, I refuse to make those choices anymore. Uh, Damon Wong 55 says, what's more essential than an individual's faith and ability to worship? Well, seeing that literally in the First Amendment of our Constitution is the statement of the freedom to, you know, the freedom of faith itself and freedom of religion seems pretty clear that it's very important. Uh, Andrew Hoa says, as an outsider looking in, I feel like Sleepy Joe is starting to come across a little, how do you say, tyrannity. Um, he has for a while now. Uh, Kili Chow, what's going on? Glad to have you here. What did you miss? You missed a lot. Uh, Duck Nation in the chat as well. Hail to you. Uh, Dean J. Tag says, Sorry, meant newest Narnia movies. I'm actually okay with the first two and even the third. Third was definitely not accurate to the book if you're a purist. Yeah, and I don't know the books all that well. I just was not a big fan. The CGI in those movies just not very good. Micah Skewis says, Do you have high hopes for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? Yes and no. Um, because it's modern day Disney. So obviously that's going to leave me with a lot of concerns. However, they do have a lot of people behind the project that, that I do genuinely like, uh, for instance, uh, you had the best, one of the best directors from the Mandalorian series, Deborah Chow. Uh, she's, she's the one who's running it. She's the creative head behind it. Um, now of course the question is going to be as good of a director as she is, is she a good creative mind as well. We don't really know that yet, but we will. All right. Chat's about to jump on me like it always does. We got about 17 minutes left in the show. Um, so hopefully no comments have been skipped. Uh, looks like they have. It's 748 in the chat. 748 in the chat. Again, some comments may have been skipped. Apologies if that is indeed the case. That is YouTube's fault because YouTube sucks. It really, really sucks. Um, let's check with the DLive fam and what's going on over there. Y'all are just they're just talking to each other. So y'all are y'all are awesome. Keep it up. Um, let's jump now to the YouTube chat though. Also, NG1TEAV. I don't know if I shouted you out again, but thank you for another five dollar super sticker. And again. Uh, I'll be able to see what it is in a second when we actually get to the chat itself. Uh, Dean J says, Star Wars Explained is a joke. Feminist girlfriend and beta boyfriend with lackluster commentary. They also beefed with Star Wars Theory, so big note for me. Okay, that's who Star Wars Explained is. There's some of these channels that I just just forget. Yeah, Um, and also I believe this is the one where the guy in the relationship, I'm pretty sure that he has done some bad things and got caught and tried to make an apology and it just <laughs> did not did not go right 
Grandmaster Yoda says, wonder if Top Gun is ever coming out. Uh, don't remind me. Uh, Sword of Poopa says, I'd never have the patience to mod a small channel, much less at Friday Night Tights. No wrench for a burr. Well, that's why there's so many wrenches over on Friday Night Tights, because there are so many people. So many people. Godfather, I see people mentioning. I think that, that some people were like, as far as like the the score playing, yeah, the Godfather, that could be a good one. Yes, Adam Driver was the name I was looking for earlier. Thank you for that. Uh, Trent Johnson, thank you very much for the $5 super chat. He says, Odin, I am a new viewer slash listener and have been listening to your podcast over the course of Lent because I gave up YouTube. Keep up the great work. Well, Trent Johnson, dude, thank you so very much for that super chat. And thank you for being an audio listener. I, I honestly don't know how many people just listen to the audio versions of the show. And so I, I appreciate uh, whenever they, they make comments or make themselves known. So thank you very much, Trent Johnson, for that super chat, man. Thank you for supporting the show. And thank you for listening on, uh, on podcast form. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. And I hope that you had a blessed Lent and blessed Easter to you. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Uh, we got another $5 super chat from Fedigator. He says, did you see Bill Maher's great takedown of Hollywood best picture list last night? Hilarious and spot on. He posted the clip on his Twitter. I saw it being shared around. I have not actually watched it myself. What I will say is that from what I've seen in the commentary on the clip, he said things, because I think it was Gary who made a comment on this, saying, we have been saying this for years, and it's great that people like Bill Maher finally catching up, but it's like, this is stuff that we've known about for a very long time now, right? All right, Elizabeth Lyons, thank you very much for the super sticker. And actually, I realize now I can look at that, and it's a, it was a little fox giving the thumbs up. Well, thank you for that, Elizabeth Lyons. I, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Brian Barr says, what did you think of The Untouchables? It was fantastic. I gave my... Uh, mini review of the film earlier. It's an A minus. Great acting, great direction. But as I said, really amazing score. By the way, speaking of reviews, I mentioned this in my last video on the main channel. I do plan on making reviews for all of the movies that I've been watching. However, I'm not going to post all of them on YouTube because one, YouTube's algorithm sucks, and two, because as we all know, YouTube's notification system also sucks. And so, if you want to follow me on some alt-tech platforms like Odyssey or Minds.com, I'll be posting extra videos, specifically movie review videos, over there. Um, and so, I guess I can go through that list of movies that I'll be doing full reviews of. So, let's just do a couple of minor reviews. So, Apocalypto. Finally got to watch Apocalypto by Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, always such great attention to detail. Um, this film was very brutal. Um, it's it set during... You know, I don't want to go into too much detail because it could spoil kind of like the ending of the movie, but it's a very brutal uh, story dealing with native uh, native peoples, essentially, and how they lived and warring tribes, that kind of thing. And it's very interesting in the commentary, I think, and they use actual Mayan. Uh, they actually use Mayan, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and in the end, I actually enjoyed it. It was a, a chase. There's a whole chase thing that happens. Uh, it just seemed very real, very authentic. Again, something that Mel Gibson's just really well known for. So I gave Apocalypto a B just because it is not one of the best movies that I've seen. He used a lot of these random slow-mo shots that I don't think worked as much. Or it was like it was like weird streaked, not not like 
not like straight, but it was like, it was slow motion, but it was like when it was like choppy frame. And I'm not a big fan of that. Um, but anyway, gave that a B. Notorious. Finally finished Notorious. Rosie D12, shout out to you. Finally finished Notorious. And in the end, I enjoy it. I will say my biggest criticism of it is, of course, in the very beginning, I think they fall in love too quickly. But then the ending is so abrupt. The ending is so abrupt. Like, you get to this huge climax, and I felt like it should have lasted for another 10, 15 minutes. And then when I paused it, I was like, wait, I have five minutes left? And they're just now getting to this point? Like... Because the tension was so high, but then when I knew there was only five minutes left, I'm like, okay, well, nothing much can happen in the next five minutes. But it was still a fantastic film, fantastic writing, uh, great acting overall. So I give that one a B plus. I've already talked about The Untouchables, gave that an A minus. I also watched um, a film called Fatima. So Fatima actually deals with the miracles at Fatima, deals with the apparition of Our Lady uh, to the seers of Fatima, three small children of Fatima, two of which have been canonized. Um, Jacinta and uh, Francisco, who are both saints, St. Saint Francisco, St. Saint, uh, Jacinta, they died when they were very young, not too long after the apparitions of Our Lady. And then uh, Sister Lucia actually ended up living into, what, early 2000s or something? Like, she lived, she lived to be, like, in her 90s. And uh, there were a lot of really cool things that came from her over her years as well. The movie itself was pretty good. Um, however, I will say that there were times that it fell... It fell into that, okay, I can tell this is like a low-budget religious story. And then also, they have this dynamic where they're showing a modern-day person interviewing Sister Lucia for his book. And he's a skeptic. He's an atheist. And then they they go back constantly to Sister Lucia when she was younger and the, and the apparitions and the stories. I felt like they should have just cut that first part out. Like, they should have just stuck with the actual story of Fatima and stuck with the story of the kids and eventually leading to the miracle of the sun. And it's truly one of those miraculous things that even if you're not a person of faith, the fact that 70,000 people all at the same time witnessed and have gone on record to say they all witnessed the same thing happening um, is pretty miraculous. And, and and some of these things include the sun coming down as if it was about to run into the earth and seeing colors and the sun essentially it had rained and poured for hours and hours and hours. Everything was drenched. Essentially, all of them being miraculously dried. Again, all these different people, both people of faith and skeptics and atheists, are all reporting these same miraculous things happening that no one can explain. Um, and so, I think this. I think the movie and the story deserved a lot more than what it got. But I give that one a B minus because it was fine. Definitely some bias there for my faith, though. Uh, I also got to see Quo Vadis. Uh, which was an epic movie dealing with a Roman who falls in love with a Christian. And you get to actually see Peter and Paul in this story as well, which I found interesting. It was definitely on, you know, on the long side. Again, it's an epic movie, but it was not boring at all. It was all very competent, well together. A couple of issues was they used green screen for a couple of the scenes. And I was just like, okay, the whole cherry thing. It's like, don't use the green screen. It just looks campy and bad. It, it seemed like it, it's like a B tier epic. If I could describe it anyway, it's like a B-tier epic. Think of any major epic that's well-known, like Lawrence of Arabia or Ben-Hur. It's like a B-level. It's like a B-list. And even like the actors, you're like, yeah, these aren't. So anyway, I gave that film a solid B. Because uh, again, technically, there was a lot of great stuff there. Um, but again, there were some issues. And then last movie that I've seen a lot of others. I've seen a, I've seen a few more of the James Bond films. And I mentioned that last uh, time that my wife and I started watching the James Bond movies. Uh, so I got to actually finally watch for the first time in my life. I watched the movie Training Day uh, with Ethan Hawke and Denzel Washington. I loved it. It was fantastic. 
Um, it was not what I was expecting it to be. Like when I heard Training Day, I was like, "This is gonna be a totally different movie than what we got." But no, we we got so much in that movie, so many twists and turns that I did not see coming, and I loved it. Acting was great, writing was fantastic as well. The story I think was was very competently well put together and has a really solid ending and great stunt work as well. And with that, I gave it an A minus because uh, I think the only issue that I would have with Training Day is that it. It gets kind of convoluted in the storytelling. I think it, it tries to do too much in the twists and turns from time to time, but overall it's pretty good. But anyway, those are my quick reviews on, on those movies. Um, Window Licker for another Susa Super Chat says, Just saw the remastered seven-minute intro of Escape from New York that was cut. I just wondered if you'd seen it yet, and if so... What you thought of it? I have seen Escape from New York before. It's been it's been a while, and I don't remember it very well. Um, so, is that like a is it a new like a 4K edition or something? Let me know because I think I have that. If I don't have it on physical media, I'll have to get my hands on it, and I'll have to make sure I get because I have Escape from LA. Um, so I might have to try and get my hands on the actual Escape from New York. Um, with the extended edition. So win a liquor. Just let me know in the regular chat. Hopefully I can get to it. Um, but we are going to switch over to members only in two minutes. In one minute. Members only in one minute. And I do apologize that I don't give you all more warning on that. But when I fall behind, I want to make sure my members get taken care of. Uh, Thursday the Warrior says, I'm excited about Scorsese, De Niro, and DiCaprio because they're serious film people and the story of the killers, the flower moon is important and riveting. I hope, I hope it's good. Uh, Laura says, Odin said ween. I hope that you enjoyed that. Snorta Poopa says, Google Tronic says, Godfather was Nino Rota. What? Snorta Poopa says, Carmine, Coppa, Carmine Coppola did the Connie's wedding part. Ah. Uh, Robert Mobley, have you met Gary? We'll meet him in Las Vegas. Not ever met Gary in real life. Cannot wait to actually get to meet him in real life. And no, because that is happening early August, which is when our school session starts. Laura says, who wins in a fight between Campia and Kevin Smith? I'm going to say Kevin Smith. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I don't think either are what we would call uh, alphas. However, um, <laughs> I think Kevin Smith would win that one. He's got He's got some weight on him. Uh, Window Licker, thank you very much for joining at the Army of Asgard level, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are the best. DadmanWalk55 says, Did I hear Discord mentioned? If yes, is there a link? I'm a boomer with social media. Um, Valks, if y'all can put a link in the chat, I'm fine with the link being posted in the chat. Um, that was more for people who are... Uh, members over on Subscribestar who are giveaway eligible members on Subscribestar. And if you are one, because I always forget my list off the top of my head, I'm going to send that out over on uh, Subscribestar. Snorta Poopa says, The Admiral won't let Tiny Tom stand on his sofa. (laughs) Elizabeth Lyons, Black Widow should have been released years ago. A fact that I agree with. Golden Ration says, It should be Odin's babysitting show. <laughs> a little lions. Where are we going to get a baby Loki or a baby Frigg? Um, when are we? Well, <laughs> the next one we might wait a little bit. We want to enjoy our time with baby Thor. 
Uh, Dean J says, you and Drunk 3PO need to do a YouTube game stream. I would love to do a YouTube game stream. with. I've actually have gamed with him before. And um, he just does his own thing, though, his own schedule. And sometimes it just doesn't work with mine. He can be up a lot later than I can be. Uh, Mark, 63366, hot tub, t- hot tub stream on Twitch when? Well, then you'll just have to wait and see on that one. Uh, Slicer says, any interest for Loki left after the wokeness in Captain Falcon Winter Soldier? I'm out. Dis- uh, Duck Fizzney, hashtag cancel Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I have no desire to watch it, but I will. Uh, so that way I can talk about it. As I always say, um, before I can really trash anything, I have to actually watch it. So there's a reason why I read the first Twilight book. It's not because I wanted to. It's because I wanted to be able to say the book was trash just so that I could hear the response. Well, how would you know? You've never read it. And then I could come back to say, I did read it. I read every single word of that book and it was trash. Anyway, that's the kind of person I am, by the way. Uh, I do things out of spite sometimes. Uh, when Shy Reviews, Black Widow may not make its full potential value. They're doing the $30 premium release, which uh, people made their feelings known with Mulan. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I think there's a lot to be said there for sure. All right, we are now uh, members-only comments. Uh, Snorri Poopus Cuber, my favorite movie score depends on my mood at the moment. I think that's a f- I think that's a good point. By the way, I'm at 8:03 in the chat, just to show you how far behind I am. But we are at members-only. Snorri Poopus Cuber just says, indeed. Orange Eye Reviews, Odin. There was a minister who forced the a police and health person out of their place of worship. He wasn't letting them win. He just kept telling them to leave and that they are not welcome. I've seen that video. Uh, there's also a great video of a restaurant um, that the health inspector comes in and everyone's just yelling at them, get out, get out, get out. And they do. And it's like, yeah, when, when people have been pushed so far to the limits, they're not going to put up with it anymore. Uh, there it is. NG1TAV. He's doing the keep it up. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. NG1, you're the best. All right, Elizabeth Lyons says, I can't believe they say it is permissible. They just, that's just me as a mother and as an adoptee. Yeah, uh, their their logic is that basically it comes down to moral weight. Is it more important to be vaccinated and to therefore not spread this illness, which has a 99.999% survival rate, Again, I think they kind of leave that part out or um, or is it to not take a vaccine that was because remember in the process of development, there are some cells that are used like some sometimes it's human stem or <laughs> adult stem cells that are used. But there are times in the processes and they're never really transparent with this stuff where uh, abortifetal tissue is used. And so because we don't know, because there is this, hey, at some point, some of these, yes, like some of these in like the entire, in the entire Moderna stack essentially were developed with, that leaves a question mark. And yeah, I agree. I agree. I I think that them saying very quickly, it's morally acceptable, I think is problematic. Andrew Hoyle says, as a Catholic, I feel like it's my duty to defend and trust the Pope, but no, yeah, I mean, and that's what it comes down to, right? Uh, Is it Canon 912? No. Maybe no, it's Canon two one two. It's uh, Canon two one two or Canon two one two two one three. We have, as members of the laity, the right to speak our minds. We have the right to speak our minds, especially on issues like this, because this is not a proclamation of faith. This is not a dogmatic statement. We are expected 
even if it's not a dogmatic statement, to still, you know, accept what we receive from the Vatican and from the Vatican offices, but it does not mean that we cannot challenge them. Again, canon law protects us from that. 30 Warrior says, it's no longer Dems versus Republicans, it's elites and average Joes. Exactly. Because when you look at, like, Ds and Rs in general, they are typically all cut from the same cloth. Right? Where it's elitist versus non-elitist. And the group of uh, non-elitist is not very large at this point. All right. Chat has jumped on me like it always does. We are at members only, though. Uh, let's see. Snorri Poopa says, Roberts is a dud of a judge. Disgraceful. All right. Members only. Father says, back. And by the way, nobody was awesome. Three out of four stars. Nice. Yeah, it's a movie I, ju- I want to watch. Can't wait to watch it. Um, don't know when I'll be able to, to watch it in theaters. Might have to wait for it to come out on physical media like I did for Fat Man, which was well worth the wait, by the way. Fantastic film. Uh, Elizabeth Lyon says, I want to see Apocalypto. It's it's very, it's rough to watch sometimes, but. Snorri Poopa says, the Latin in The Passion of the Christ was a nice touch, but they were using the Italian school for pronunciations. Can't comment on the Aramaic, so I don't know how, that much about it. Well, basically, they use reconstructed Aramaic, which is kind of a brilliant thing, the fact that they were able to do it to even any extent. So basically they took what the language in that region is and then tried to trace it back as far as they could to some of the words that we see in scripture and, and just other languages in that area that, that are similar to what you would have found back then. And they were able to replicate, maybe not perfectly, but still the fact that they were able to reconstruct any form of Aramaic is, is kind of mind boggling. Um, but yeah, for the Latin, I'm okay with them using that because that's liturgical Latin, which I know is something that the Romans wouldn't necessarily have been using, um, but I don't mind it as much. Uh, Snorri Poopa says, Hollywood did a lot of B-list epics back then. Yeah, sounds like it. Elizabeth Lyons says, Training Day is good. The twist in the end was good. I did. I liked it. Orange Review says, you saw Training Day? Nice. It's a great movie. I agree. Uh, Rosie G12 says, Hail Odin Jack. Glad I made it back. Yes, uh, I mentioned Notorious. I gave it a B plus. So shout out to you. Snorri Poopa says, The Robe is another one that probably ranks in the B list, but still entertaining. Yeah, The Robe is always on those uh, list of movies, um, of best Catholic movies. Whenever you look for like list of Catholic films, typically The Robe is listed. I've actually never seen The Robe itself. Rosie 12 says, Is listed as one of the top 10 10 movies on tons of good list. I don't know what that was a reference to. Father says, who said they're going to Vegas? I'll be there. Yeah, Father Christopher Miller will be in Vegas. I unfortunately will not. Rosie12 says, oh, we need to pick up Lost in Translation. I think it arrived in your P.O. Box on Thursday. I have not gone to the P.O. Box uh, since earlier in the week. So I will try and pick that up either sometime this week or at the very latest on Saturday. Um, I might try and stop by tomorrow, but... Uh, my box is open. I can access my box on Sunday, but if it's a slip, then then no one's going to be there. So I might have to wait. All right. Let us see. Last second comments. Pat S says, got to go have a good one. Everyone. Pat S you have a good one, man. Hope you're doing well. Jacob X 76 says, good evening. All FYI won't be watching the next Indiana Jones movie. Indiana Jones and the woke lecture. Yes, seriously. Don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Window Liquor says, check out Escape from New York, deleted original opening by Manticore Escapes on YouTube for the first seven minutes of it. Yeah, but I want to watch it on a Blu-ray. 
Is there a Blu-ray version of that window liquor? I don't want to watch just on YouTube. <laughs> Robert Movely's trying to throw shade at me. Uh, darn, darn right I watched it, and I devoured it. It was awful. It was terrible. I devoured it so that I could spit it back out again like it deserved. <laughs> uh, Father Chris Miller says, Odin's quoting canon law, but it's is it 1917 or 1983? It is the 1983 Code of Canon Law, Father. Don't you don't you come in here with that? Because if you if you want to talk about years, and if you want to talk about authority, we can talk about how a so-called Vatican II made a clear point to say that they were not looking to make any dogmatic statements, and yet many changes have come from it that are not in line with pre-Vatican II theology. Kind of interesting how that works. And Fiatra says, hail all, when is Top Gun Maverick coming out now? I've been looking forward to see since Goose is still dead. Um, November of this year now. Jakey Buck says, Democrats and Republicans, they're the good guys, bad guys from the WWE. They're owned for the same. By the way, yeah, apparently first half of uh, WrestleMania is tonight. I'm assuming that's why Alex McCarthy's not in the chat. I kind of, I like WrestleMania typically, but I just have, uh, maybe I'll watch. I don't know. Rose Jolf says, the robe is good. Definitely worth a watch. Good to know. J.K.D. Buck, my grandmother said, Latin New Hebrew was brilliant. I really missed her. Sounds like a brilliant woman, J.K.D. Buck, for sure. All right. We do need to start wrapping up for my members, though. Okay, because I want to read all your comments, but also we do need to start to actually uh, wrap things up. J.K.D. Buck says, how come they haven't made a live action Voltron? I don't know. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons says, what changes Odin or is it too lengthy of a subject? At this point in the conversation, uh, it's a little too, uh, too, uh, lengthy of a discussion. Uh, big thing was that they changed the sacraments. They changed how the sacraments were done. They changed how the mass was celebrated as well. And, uh, many people, uh, took, took from that, that the older versions were no longer valid. But since nothing was stated from the Vat- from Vatican II as being dogmatic, and also the whole con- the whole con- here's the other thing too you have to understand tradition tradition states that you don't change the tradition and if you actually look to what things are now and compare them to what they were before Vatican II you can see there are some clear changes in the actual theology that's not good that's not good. Sonora Pupa says, I had one Latin teacher in high school who was Italian and taught in ecclesiastical Latin at Catholic private school. Now defunct, my next teacher taught the German school. Damon Walker, please, members, slow down. Damon Walker, the five, because I need to go. I liked G. Kong, King of the Monsters, better than King Godzilla. I like King of the Monsters more so than Godzilla versus Kong because it seemed that there were more monster action, but that just could be me. Both were better than Skull Island. It's not hard to be better than Skull Island. Snort of Poopus, I had to adjust the Vaini Vidi Vici to Wayne Weedy Weeki. <laughs> Widow Licker says, man, you're so demanding. I think it's only just been updated last year. They may include it in the 40th anniversary release if they released this year, 40 years old. Wow. Yeah, I might have to look and see. I'm, I'm sure that they have. I'm sure that they have on the Blu-ray, like, you know, it'll, on the back, it'll have with extended opening or something. A little bit lines that I converted when I was 14, so I don't have all that background. Well, hey, still glad to have you in the church. Nonetheless, Elizabeth Lyons, again, happy Easter to you. Happy Easter to everyone. Again, it is still Easter. Easter's a long season, so you'll be hearing me talk about Easter uh, for a good while now. But that is going to be it for me tonight. 
Uh, so again, thank you everyone for being awesome people. Daniel Thorne says, Mortal Kombat Demon Slayer open the same weekend. Which do you think will do better? Uh, hard to say. Um, I guess Mortal Kombat would be my quick answer to that. But again, I, I don't know uh, for sure. Uh, but anyway, you D-Live people, D-Live people, y'all hang around. I'll be doing a chest opening there. Um, anyway, you guys, seriously, are fantastic and amazing, beautiful people. Let's give some shout-outs real quick to all of my members on YouTube who are at the Army of Asgard level and above. Uh, so we'll have to start off. They actually have to, I'll have to update this because I just had a new member. So... Um, I don't know if this updated completely. If it doesn't, you'll be shout out next time, though. So, uh, current list is your Muslim uncle, Kara Tharp, Eric Jouette, Rich the Savior, Dadman Walking 55, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci Fi, FCC 2014, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange at Reviews, Adam Avery, The Bosco 2000, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. You guys are all fantastic. Thank you again for being members on the channel and for supporting the channel as such. You guys, seriously, are fantastic. Soul Assassin, JKD Buck, Stephanie B, Tina B. Shout out to the Valks, Tina and Stephanie B for being amazing. Make sure you tip them on your way out. Snort a poop is for being in the chat. Infirter, the wake down. Thanatos Felicitas. Whoa, what's going on, man? Glad to back, see you back in the chat as well. Rosie G12, Jonah Hex also. Thank you again for being here. You amazing, beautiful people. Love the DLive fam. Love the YouTube fam. Y'all great. I have an updated video for the Patreon members. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my April Patreon and Subscribe Star members Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Biffer de Hobbit, Brian P, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to You Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Humor and Hobbies, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Lance, Laura Story, The Modern Major General, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and His Evil Twin with the Beautiful Hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. And my subscribe star remembers... Remembers? Subscribe star remember. <laughs> I did it again. Subscribe star members. Fast reaction. Nosferatu Gatsu. Stand for John B. Perpetual Punster. Mr. Roy. Glinzer. J. Alex McCarthy Jr. Dean Heiss slash the new number two. J. Rod the Beer Guru. Nevanon G. Adams and ZK Man. Thank you to all of my Patreon and Subscribe Star members. If you want your name shouted out at the end of every single video and live stream, check out the links in the description to find out how to sign up on Patreon and Subscribe Star. Also, you'll find out how to get access to things like giveaways of Blu-rays and 4K titles and digital codes, and also access to an exclusive podcast for my Keepers of the Bifrost and also the Chosen of Valhalla level where you can not only get all of those things, you also get a t-shirt and get to be featured on a live stream once a month hosted on the OMB Reviews channel. Anyway, if you want to have access to any of those things, check out the links in the description for Patreon and Subscribestar for more information. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful day and as always, God bless.